Hi, this is Dave Olson. I'm the senior leader of Heartland Church located in Ankeny, Iowa. I hope the following message challenges, encourages, and ultimately changes you. Thanks for joining us. All right, Christopher and I last night made a conscious decision. We said, let's just let worship go wide open, take up as much time as we have to. Uh, we really felt like the Lord had something for us this morning, and unless uh, your word uh, confirmed that. And uh, I didn't need the confirmation, but it's encouraging. And uh, that's a word from the Lord that he gave this morning, that the Lord is here to strengthen us. Uh, we gathered last night, and uh, towards the end, we, we gathered up here, and man, we just got touched by the power of God. And uh, the Lord showed me some things that he wants to release this morning. So I'm going to preach a very short time, and then we're going to go into ministry time, okay? Because the Lord has something specific for us. It was interesting, the other day I was going through, I'm going, still trying to get through books, and it's a lifestyle. And uh, so I'm, I'm moving some books, and I came across a CD from a, a service we had about 10 years ago. And I was sharing an encounter I had with the Lord the night before. And some of you have heard this, but I want to share this, this encounter. I want to uh, precipitate it with the passage out of which the Lord ministered to me. I literally, uh, you're just going to have to take my word for it. I entered into this passage in an encounter with the Lord right there on the floor. I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel chapter 14. I'm going to try to just burn through this in about 15 minutes uh, there's a few points I want to bring out to you, but uh, just get ready. The, Lord, the Lord's here to strengthen us and to touch people this morning. He's going to break some things off. There's deliverance in the house. Amen. And some of you, you've been in a noble battle. You've had a noble, uh, a noble attitude. You've, you've been pressing through a battle. But the Lord's about to enter the battle this morning. And he's going to rout the enemy. The Lord's going to bring about a great victory today. So, 1 Samuel 14. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, I thank you for what you showed me. I thank you for the wave that you're going to release. Now, Lord, I ask that you would bless the preaching of your word. Lord, let it come with great power. Lord, I ask that the human beings in this room would receive it with great power. It would be a hammer that breaks the rock. But Lord, I also, I'm preaching to the principalities and powers, the demonic realm. And Lord, I ask that they'd hear it with great power as well. In Jesus' name, amen. One day, Jonathan, son of David, said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree in Migron. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Ichabod's brother, Ahitub, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other was Sina. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash and the other towards the south through Gibeah. Now, this, this is an interesting passage. The, Philist, the, the uh, Israelites, rather, under Saul, were all hanging out under this tree. 
and the enemy had taken a stand over at a Philistine outpost, but the Israelites weren't moving in. They were camped out. Matter of fact, in a few minutes, we're going to read that when Jonathan comes upon this Philistine outpost, they said, oh, look, the Israelites have come out of hiding. It was the enemy's perception that the people of God were hiding from the enemy. But there was one bold young man, really two bold young men, but there was Jonathan and his armor bearer. Now, Jonathan was the son of the king, okay? So here's our picture. The one who sat on the throne had a son, a royal son, a royal warrior. That's you and I. Okay, we're, we're royal warriors, but we are, we are in relationship to the ultimate royal son, and that is Jesus. And so then we have this armor bearer, and you and I are there to fight with the royal son, Jesus, okay? So, uh, Jonathan doesn't tell the rest. He just kind of slips away. And in a few minutes, we're going to see some things start to rock and roll. And the Israelites will look up. The, the earth begins to shake. They look up and the enemy is running. And they realize, wow, something's going on. Who's gone? And they realize it's Jonathan and his armor bearer. Now, Jonathan was a man of tremendous faith. And we see it in this passage. He comes upon this little narrow channel with two cliffs and he enters into it knowing that there's a Philistine outpost over there and they slide into this area and they see this Philistine outpost and Jonathan, it says in this text, we haven't read this part, but Jonathan has this crazy fleece, if you will, that he lays before the Lord, this crazy sign. He says, okay, here's how we're going to know if it's God. If the enemy says, come up here and fight us, we'll know God's given them to us. But if they come down and attack us, we'll know it's not God. In other words, if the enemy is lazy today, if the enemy wants us to go in the least defensible position, if, we, if the enemy is inviting us into the worst case military scenario that we could enter into, we're going to know it's God. That's what Jonathan said to the Lord. And so they go into this narrow area and the Philistines yell down and say, oh, look it, the Israelites have come out of hiding. Hey, come up here and we'll give you some, is what they were saying. You're kind of talking smack, you know. And Jonathan looks at his armor bearer and he says, the Lord has given them into our hands. It's a whole outpost, two dudes in a narrow place, in a lower place, at the bottom of a cliff. I mean, they are in the least defensible position you can be in. And they say, hey, the Lord's good. All right. And, and here's what the armor bearer says. Do whatever is in your heart. I am with you. That's what the Lord is looking for this morning. Those that will say to Jesus, Jesus, whatever's in your heart, I am with you. The rest of the Israelites were in a place they could have seen a great victory, but it took someone to step out. The rest were lounging under a tree. The enemy was camped where they were. Israel was camped where they were. But Jonathan and his armor bearer ventured out to see if they could find someone willing to engage. And so Jonathan, it says, he starts climbing up this cliff hand over hand. So, I mean, he can't even, can't even pull his sword out. I mean, he's having to climb up the cliff and he gets to a flat place and he'd start fighting. And it says that 20 Philistines fell immediately. And all of a sudden, fear spread throughout several sections of the Philistine camp. People not even associated with this. As a matter of fact, there were Israelites who had backslidden and joined the Philistines they said, we're done. We're coming back to Israel. And they started fighting the Philistines. And then it says an earthquake began to shake the earth. God entered into the battle. It's an amazing story. 
And it was only then when the earth began to quake. God was already engaged in the battle when the other Israelites looked up and said, oh man, something's going on. And so what does Saul do? Saul says, here, quick, get the priest, get the ephod, get the, get the Ark of the Covenant. He's wanting to get all his stuff in order. And meanwhile, it says it began to rock even more. The battle increased and the enemy was being routed. And, and finally, Saul said, just forget that part and we're going to go after the enemy. And they, they joined uh, Jonathan and the armor bearer. And it says the Lord brought about a great victory that day. I've been asking the Lord about this for a number of years now because there are several places in Scripture where it talks about the Lord entering the battle. There are times where the Lord strengthened his people in battle and there were tremendous victories, but there's sometimes when God himself would enter the battle. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. It's like God said, enough is enough. I'm stepping in and I'm going to turn the tide of this thing. And this is one such situation where God literally sent a sign in the earth, an earthquake to shake the earth to rout the enemy. There's another passage where great hailstones the size of boulders begin to fall on the enemy. I mean, that's a supernatural intervention by God into the battle. There are times where God will strengthen us in the battle. There are other times where God said, I'm stepping in myself. I am going to fight on your behalf. I'm going to fight alongside you. And this is one such situation. And I believe the key in this passage was that Jonathan was willing to take a risk and step out. He had great faith to step out and ask the Lord for a victory. And get, throws out this crazy fleece, which in actuality was a probability that a lazy Philistine would say, hey, you want some? Come on up here and I'll give you some. He said, there's a 90% chance this lazy Philistine's going to invite me up because he doesn't want to come down and get me. So when he comes up, then, you know, he, he, they're going to invite us up, then I'll take that as a sign. It was 90% probability. But he took that as a sign from God. He was needing, he was just looking for some little encouragement to engage in battle. And God honored that faith. So they go in and they're fighting. And we, we read into the next chapter. Look at, uh, uh, look at verse 15 of this chapter. Uh, it says, then panic struck the whole army. Those in the camp and in the field and in the outposts and in the raiding parties, the ground shook. It was panic sent by God. So there were several different locations that the Israelites began to panic. Fear gripped them and they began to, they began to run. And uh, so then we see verse 24. It's not the next chapter. It's verse 24. This is the, the area of the passage I wanted to get to because this is what the Lord wants to release this morning. Now the Israelites were in distress that day because Saul had bound the people under oath saying, cursed be anyone who eats food before evening comes, before I avenged myself on my enemies. So none of them tasted food. The entire army entered the woods and there was honey on the ground. There's a, that's a significant phrase. When they went into the wood, they saw the honey oozing out. Yet no one put his hand to his mouth because they feared the oath. Saul had made an unwise oath. He put an unwise restriction, an unwise obligation on his soldiers. Verse 27, but Jonathan had not heard of his father, had bound the people with an oath. So he reached out the end of his staff that was in his hand and he dipped it into the honeycomb. He raised it to his mouth and his eyes were brightened. It was interesting last night what I experienced in the presence of the Lord because 
It was just about a week ago I came across this CD from a message I preached about 10 years ago. And I think it was nine years ago. And uh, just out of curiosity, my car is old enough not only to have a CD player, it has a cassette deck, okay? okay. Don't laugh. My van has a CD player, a cassette deck, and a VHS player. Come on, yeah. We are high class in the Olson house. So anyways, I listened to this CD. And it was about the encounter I had with the Lord the night before on this very passage. It was weird, but we were going through a hard time in the church. And, and uh, the Lord, I, I, after much prayer, I made a heart-rending decision. I won't even go into all of it. But we made an announcement that night. And I came into prayer the night before. We were going to make some changes. And I came into prayer the night before we were going to make that announcement. And I was ready for war. I came in just, I'm, you know, I've got my war war cry on. I'm just marching up and down, crying out in tongues. And every time I'd get to the front, I'd feel like the Lord is just loving on me. I felt like I got in this pool of something. Oh, Lord, stop, Lord. You know, it's like, almost like I was a little kid and he was tickling me. I love you. And I'm like, God, God, this is serious. Come on. This is... And finally, I, I couldn't pray anymore. It was like the Lord just kept loving on me and I was like getting... Under the influence of the Spirit of God, I stepped into something. And uh, so I called everybody forward and I said, let's just pray. Because my heart was heavy, but God was trying to get to my heart. And I wasn't open to it at the moment. And so I called everybody forward and I said, we, I'm going to make an announcement tomorrow night. It's, and uh, so we're going we're gonna to go after this thing. And, and uh, we just need to pray. We need victory. And I called everybody forward and I said some meaningless pastoral exhortation. For the life of me, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure no one else did. I'm sure it just fell right in front of me. There was no oil on it. I was just trying to fill some space because I didn't know what to say. And finally, I said, Christopher, would you say something? And Christopher was standing right next to me, put his hand on my shoulder. And all of a sudden, I went, whoa, what is it? And something was on my right side. I went, what is that? And I started falling to the ground. And all of a sudden, I was aware of an angel standing there, and I hit the floor, and I went into a vision, and it was this passage. And I was laying on the forest floor. And I knew, oh, wow, I'm on that passage out of 1 Samuel. <laughs> and I remember laying there, and I said, Lord, I'm tired. I'm just tired. There's been years of pursuing the enemy. I'm tired. Where's the breakthrough? And all of a sudden, on the floor of the forest, I saw Jesus walk up. I could see him from the waist down, his sandals, his robe. And he walked up to me, and he said, I'm a good father. I always leave a little honey along the trail. And I looked over, and there was a honeycomb, and he took a staff, and he dipped it in the honey, and he put it to my mouth three times. And I got happy. I mean, I got really happy, like I did last night. I couldn't quit laughing. I just got, it's like the, the Lord released the honey. And the Lord began to speak to me as I was laying there on the forest floor with him standing there feeding me honey about there are times where God leaves honey for us. The honey is always left in the hard places. Scripture talks again and again, and there's honey in the rock. The honey in the rock. There's honey in the hard places. There's honey in the 
tight places. Jonathan fought the enemy in a narrow place. The reason Jonathan was able to take on the enemy that way, because they could only come to him one at a time. It was what seemed like a a totally indefensible position was actually military brilliance because they couldn't attack him as a large group. They had to come one by one. That's all that could fit. And so Jonathan would just kill one off, one off, one off, one off, one off, and then terror struck and God shook the earth and sent a great deliverance. But in this passage, in pursuit of the enemy, in battle all day long, the Lord left a little honey along the trail. Scripture talks about his word being like honey. It's sweeter than honey. It talks about the prophetic word. When we eat of the prophetic word, it's like honey in our mouth. It's a, there's a sweetness to it. It strengthens us. And it says of Jonathan in this, passages, in this passage that his eyes brightened. There are times where the Lord will give you a word. He'll give you some honey. He'll give you something to strengthen you in the battle. And you need to understand that God leaves the honey in the hard places. The very thing that has the stinger produces the honey. It's the very area where you need it most that God has left a little along the trail. And unlike Saul, an unwise general, an unwise king, an unwise father, God, the Lord told me as I was laying on that floor, but I wasn't there. I was on the forest floor. He said, I'm a good father. I don't forbid you to eat in battle. I always leave a little honey along the trail. And as we were praying last night, I felt it in the air. I I saw the Lord come in with a wave, I know this is weird, a wave of honey. And there was honey and there was oil. I saw an oil reserve that God has kept in store for us. But it was like an ancient oil reserve and he rolled a stone away and the oil began to flow in a wave. And there was a wave of honey that God began to release. And I saw it right over in this area. And Ron Carter, where are you at? Where are you at, Ron Carter? Wave your hand at me so I can see where you're at. He's not here. He was here earlier. And I, I saw Ron, I saw it back here hitting where Ron was at. That there's honey, there's strength for the battle that God wants to send to us this morning. And I knew that there's deliverance. I saw the enemy getting stuck in the honey. I saw him, it's like when the wave hit, it not only strengthened us and broke off discouragement, broke off oppression, broke off the heaviness that we've, been wait, that we've been battling under. I saw as the honey hit like a wave, the enemy got stuck and God used it to torment the tormentor. And as we feasted on the sweetness, the enemy was tormented because he got stuck in the honey of God's presence. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to have a fire tunnel. And I want us to lay hands on everybody that's here. If you've never been through a fire tunnel, it's not as scary as it sounds. All it is is you line people up on two sides and you walk through a corridor of two two sets of people and they lay hands on you and they pray over you. And I believe God wants to break some things off this morning. He wants to release the honey and the oil this morning. And I'm here to tell you that some of you have been in a royal battle. You've had a noble attitude in your battle, but you're weary. And God is here to strengthen you. And the Lord is going to enter the battle on your behalf. The Lord is going to rout the enemy. He's going to brighten your eyes. He's going to give you fresh strength for the battle. 
Because God's a good father. He's a wise father. He always leaves a little honey along the trail. He doesn't forbid us to feast during the battle. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to line up along this wall. We're going to start here and just line up along the wall and along the back. And I want to encourage everybody here, please don't leave till you get hands laid on you. And I'm giving you permission. If you have to leave, if there's some pressing issue, then I'm giving you permission to cut in line. And if someone gets an attitude about it, let's just pray for grace, they'll forgive you, okay? But I don't want you to miss out on this. I want, I want to lay hands on you this morning, and God's going to break some things up. I want you to raise your hands right now. Father, I thank you. And Lord, I just release right now. Lord, I'm asking God that you'd send your angels Lord, to roll away that stone I saw in the spirit and let the oil and the honey flow. Right now, Lord, let the oil and the honey flow. Lord, I'm asking, God, that even now you'd begin to strengthen people. Lord, that the sweetness, Lord, that we would feast on the sweetness of your presence and your word. Lord, I, I release the prophetic sweetness of your word right now. And Lord, I, I address every bondage, every oppression. There are some of you this morning, you've been laboring under an oppression that you haven't even realized. It's, it's been you've, been, you've been tired, you've been going, you've, you've kept your heart above water, you've been trying, but you haven't understood that the weight of the battle, and it's because there has been an oppression that's come on you that's about to break off of you this morning, because God's releasing the honey, and what brings gladness to you will trap the enemy, and God's going to torment the tormentors. We're going to feast this morning in the presence of our enemies, and God's going to make them watch. He's going to force them to watch as we feast. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help more people hear this message, you can get the word out by subscribing and sharing it on social media. If you'd like to support the ministries of Heartland Church, you can do so at heartlandchurchonline.com give.